everybody got to do on their own, whatever they do. Um, <clears throat> I'm thankful for those of you that have come out to be with us tonight in the services. We're certainly thankful that you're here at Landmark Baptist Church, and we're thankful that you're in the house of the Lord this afternoon. It's a good, good number here today. We're thankful for that. Um, if you turn with me to the book of Hebrews, the third chapter, if you would, let's stand as we honor God's word by standing. And I'll be preaching a message today from these two verses. Uh, I don't know if I'll always use two verses, but uh, but that's what I've been doing here lately. And uh, I usually, I'll have a message by the time I get out of the first verse. But anyway, um, the 14th verse and the 15th verses. He says, and li listen to these two, listen to these words, because this is what this message is about. The words that are in the 14th and 15th verses of this. He says, for we are made partakers of Christ. If, there's that big word, if. If we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast unto the end. While it is said today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts as in the provocation. Gracious Heavenly Father, I do thank you again for the day. Thank you for watching over us. Thank you for taking care of us, Lord. I thank you for giving me the strength to stand before these people. And, Lord, I pray that you'll continue to do that. And, Lord, I pray every day and I'm thankful every day that you, uh, you give me the strength to do what I need to do. Lord, I pray for all these that are sick, that are on the prayer list. Lord, we pray for those among us uh, that are sick. We pray for them many, many times during the week. And, Lord, I pray for those that are bereaved at this time, Lord. And we pray that you'll see fit, Lord, to watch over, to comfort them and, and, and watch over them in this time of need that they have. And, Lord, I, I just pray for uh, this service tonight. I pray, Lord, you'll give us a message that, that will be one that, uh, that, that we need. And, Lord, I pray that uh, everyone will say it was good to be here tonight in the house of the Lord. For it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you. you may be seated. <clears throat> Partakers with Christ. That's the title of this message. Uh, Partakers with Christ. Now, um, it, it is one thing to know about Christ. A lot of people know about Christ. There's, there's hardly anyone that you talk to anywhere in any place that don't know about Christ. I've, I've gone into houses over the years and, and talked to people, and they said, I've heard the gospel ever since I was a child. Or, or they'll say, I've heard that before. And, and you, you, you don't find hardly anybody that hadn't heard about Jesus Christ. But it's one thing to know about Christ, but it's quite another to be partakers with him. Now, I, this, this word here, when we say partakers of Christ, uh, that, that can also be translated. There's a lot of these. These can be translated other ways, uh, partakers with Christ. You know, what, whatever Christ is, we are. I, I, I wish we'd understand that. Whatever Christ is, we are. And so that, that's important and that you see that and understand that. Now, what does that mean, that we're partakers 
with him. Uh, partakers in what? Well, I know this is going to be maybe unusual for you, but uh, I'm, going to ha- I'm going to tell you that this is exactly what, what Paul is referring to here in this passage. Uh, uh, the great apostle writes, look in Ephesians, the first chapter, if you would, and we'll get what, he, what he's referring to here when he talks about partakers with Christ or partakers of Christ. Because Christ has something, Christ has something, Christ is something that we are also. And that's what, that's what we want to understand about this. Uh, Ephesians 1 and verse 3, he says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings. There's, there's the partakers part of it. He has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. He hasn't left out anything that Christ was or that Christ did. He never left out anything when it came to his children that were chosen in Christ before the foundation of the world. Now, he goes on to say, according as he hath chosen us in him, this is what he's referring to, according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestinated us into the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. Now, I hope you're understanding what partakers of Christ is referring to here. There's another important thing here where he says, where he says, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. You know, we're kin to Christ. Christ is our brother. And, and Christ is the son of God. And and, and we're sons of God, and so we're, we're kin to him in, in that sense. He says, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved. You know, if, 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 it, if it's not in the beloved, you're not accepted. That's, what, that's why I made the statement at the beginning of this, it is, it is one thing to know about Christ, but it is quite another to be partakers with him. He says, we're accepted in the beloved, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace, wherein he hath abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known unto us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he hath purposed in himself. Now, all of that is partakers with Christ. Everything, everything referring to there is, is we're partakers with Christ. Of everything that Christ was, we are. Of everything that Christ was, we are a part of that, and, and, and we're, we're kin to that. It is simple, very simple. Everything the great apostle writes about us who are saved we have become partakers with Christ in, in all of it. We become partakers with Christ in all of it. We're partakers of Christ in election. We're partakers of Christ in predestination because all of this was done before the foundation of the world. You know, there, there's nothing, 
there's nothing that God gives us, there's nothing that God makes us that it wasn't it wasn't planned and purposed before the foundation of the world. It Christ Christ coming and dying for our sins was planned and purchased before the foundation of the world. And so we, we need to understand that. If you're going to understand this passage over here in, in the book of Hebrews, and then, then you, you'll have to understand this also uh, in, in that too. He says, um, it says also that if, if, if this doesn't, well, let me say this. If this doesn't make you shout with glory to God, then you haven't studied your Bible concerning salvation you may have a problem with this. You know, if you, if you haven't sat down and studied the Bible about salvation, you, you'd be surprised at people that do not understand what salvation means. Oh, they, they say, I, I, I've got salvation. But if you ask them, what does that mean to have salvation? They don't know. You know, they don't know. That's back here in the second chapter of the book of Hebrews. He says over there that how shall we escape such a great salvation. It's a great salvation that we have. It, it's something great that we have. You know, everything that we have pertains to the Lord Jesus Christ or we have nothing. If it doesn't pertain to the Lord Jesus Christ, it's nothing. It, 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 it's nothing at all. We have been made partakers, which makes us one in Christ and God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, and you and I, are all partakers as one in all. I've said this before. I said he, he mentioned this back uh, before in, in one of the lessons here. The fact that, uh, that, that we become one in him. He also says that in, in Romans, the third chapter. He states the same thing. He says we all become one in Christ. God is one. Christ is one. The Holy Spirit is one. We are one. I'm one, you're one, and, and we're all one in Christ, every one of us. You know, if it, if it wasn't for being in Christ, then we would not be one. We would have nothing, we would have nothing to say about what we are or what we have if it wasn't in Christ that we have it. It's important that we see that. We believe the doctrines of God's sovereign grace, therefore Christ, because we do believe that, the doctrines of God's sovereign grace, therefore Christ is the head, the surety, and the security, the mediator, which makes us stand as long as he stands, and that is forever. We're going to stand. Let me say this. We fail when the first Adam fell, and praise God, we'll stand as long as the second Adam stands. You're going to stand as long as the second Adam stands now. Now, what about people who don't? If you if you see in our text, we, we read to you over there in in the third chapter, we read we read in our text. He says, if we hold the beginning of our our confidence steadfast until the end. Now, what 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 does that mean? What does that mean? That means that you can go away from that. That means you can you can claim you have that, but then you can go away from it. What I see in this is once you become one in Christ, you can't go away from it. It's impossible for you to go away from it because you're going away from salvation. How should we neglect such great salvation, he says? 
How should we neglect it? When, when we go away from that, we're going away from, from Christ. We're going away from what Christ has made us and what we are. We're, we're breaking that bind, that, that, bind that, <clears throat> that binding that we have with God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. You know, and that's why Paul warns us. He warned us, in, in the, I believe it was in the book of Timothy, he warned us, he said, uh, do not grieve the Holy Spirit. You know, when, when, you, when you try to break that, that binding, it's like uh, we, uh, I was talking with a lady when I was passing up in Kentucky, and I, we were talking about eternal security. She didn't believe it. She, she didn't believe it. She said, all you Baptists, she said, and she wasn't a Baptist, she said, all you Baptists do is y'all believe once saved, always saved, and you can do anything you want to. And all you got to do is just come back, and you're going to be okay. You're going to still go to heaven. She said, uh, we don't believe that. She said, I don't believe that. And I said, well, I don't believe it either. And, and, but I said, I also don't believe that you have to do something in order to keep your salvation, that God keeps you. I said, what you're talking about is you do these things to keep your salvation, but we don't have to do that because we are bound. We are bound in the Lord Jesus Christ and God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, and we can't break that binding because the minute we try to, and that's what she said. She said, oh, but said we can get out of it. She said, you, you, said, you, you just read to me all the things that, we, that won't separate us from the love of God. But she said, you didn't say one thing in that. And I said, what's that? She said, you didn't say that I could get out of it if I want out of it. And I asked her, I said, it would take a fool to want out of it once they're in it. It'd take a fool. Once, once we shout glory to, to God, to, uh, glory to God in everything, then it would take a fool to want to get out of it. I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, folks, I, I don't know why, why anybody would want out of it. You know, when, when, God, has, when God has us in his hand, we, how, why would we want out of it? I, I, if I woke up a mornings and thought that, that I had gotten out of, of, that, of that, that binding that God has, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, and, 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 and you and I, if I have ever got up and felt like I wasn't in that binding anymore, I would be a very unhappy person. I would be a very sad person. I would be very depressed. Now, you're talking about anxiety. Anxiety would set in because I'm going to tell you, folks, I like this. I like this. I love this. I like it uh, to, to no end. I love these things. So we... We, we, we stood, I mean, we fell when the first Adam fell, and praise God, we stand as long as the second Adam stands. Now, again, the great apostle Paul says, there is therefore now no condemnation to those which are in Christ Jesus. No condemnation. There's, there's, nothing, that, there's nothing that can, nothing in this world that can take you it can unbind you for what, what has been bound in the Lord Jesus Christ. Nothing. Nothing in this world. There is therefore now no condemnation to those which are in Christ Jesus 
who walk not after flesh, but after spirit. You know, Paul's so plain about this. Now, I'm not going to go all the way over to the 8th chapter of Romans and read the whole 8th chapter to you. I, I, I expect you to do that, to go and read the whole 8th chapter. He plainly says there, if, if, if you don't have that, if you don't have that, uh, 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 that binding with the Lord Jesus Christ, then you're none of his. What he says. He says it in there. He says, if you, if you don't have the spirit, then you're none of his. You know, that, that's, that's what, that's what binds us. It's when, it's when the Holy Spirit uh, enters our life and comes in and, and, and binds us together with God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, you and I. He binds us all together in that sense. Great grace is given and great grace is held on until the very end. That's, I've said this so many times over the years. I know maybe some people don't get it. I don't know. Maybe they'll never get it. I've said this over the years that you may think you've got grace now, but you better pray that when your death day comes, you've got grace. I tell you, it's a wonderful thing. It is. It's a wonderful thing. I tell you, and, and I, I experienced that. When I passed out at the ball game, you know, I didn't know what was, I knew I'd been having some problems, uh, and, and I knew all that, and when I passed out, I, they hadn't even told me what was wrong with me, hadn't even told me what was wrong with me, but God gave me a wonderful peace. I had a wonderful peace. I would land in ICU, and I had a wonderful peace. It was, it was, it was a peace, it was a peace that I don't believe I've ever had before. Grace is a wonderful thing. Great grace is given and great grace is held on to until the very end. Because if you get someday, when the death dew gets on your brow and the death rattle gets in your throat and you're scared to death and you have no grace, you don't know where you're going to wind up at. I tell you, I was, uh, I was amazed... Uh, when uh, that astronaut, I, I, was, I was watching it today, I thought he was going to shoot that rocket off today, uh, that uh, whatever they called it, uh, and I watched it up until they scrubbed it just a few few minutes before it went off. They're not going to not going to try again until Saturday three uh, at three twenty two, I think it is, is when they're going to try to send them up Saturday. Uh, but I, I I heard something on that that I don't know if everybody heard it or not. John Glenn, John Glenn, he, when he first went up, John Glenn, when he first went up, he made a statement in that that a lot of people didn't hear. You know what John Glenn said? John Glenn said, if God wills, I'll be back. I about cried when I heard that. You don't hear that anymore. You don't you don't hear that anymore. When he, I mean, he he had to be a pioneer of that. If y'all, if you, if all of you remember, man, he fell back down in the ocean in that capsule, and he hit that ocean hard enough that it should have killed him. But it didn't. They went out there and they found the capsule, and he was in it. He was still strapped down in it, and uh, but he said. He said when he was going up, 
I heard he made a statement. He said, God willing, I will be back. Amazing. That's amazing. Well, let me tell you, folks, that's, that's, that's with everything we do. God willing, every one of you will make it home tonight. God willing, every one of you will, every one of you will uh, uh, make it through tomorrow. God willing, God willing, uh, uh, you'll be here Sunday. And I know that's, that's God's will for every saved person. ought to be in the house of God every Sunday. Every time the doors are open, they'll be in the house of God. We hold this truth in our hearts, and we constantly persevere in believing on the Lord Jesus Christ, which is clear evidence that we are in union with him. Let me say that again. We, I'm sorry, we hold this truth in our hearts, we, and we constantly persevere in believing on the Lord Jesus Christ, which is evidence that we're in union with him. If you don't persevere, you're not in union with him. Oh, let me say that again. If you don't persevere, you're not in union with him. That's one, that's one, of, the, one of the five points of, of, of grace. Perseverance. You know, we persevere. We, 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 we're here. To, when the end comes, we're here. And just like old Job said, when, when old Job, when he was, he was saying, he, he was saying, all I can hope for is that, that when my time, when, when this time comes, Jesus will remember me. Old Job's been in that grave a long time. Job's been in that grave about longer than anybody has. Job lived before the flood. And he's been in that grave a long time. And old Job says, the only hope I have is that Christ will remember me. <laughs> you think he's going to forget where Job is? You think he's going to forget where where your kin folks are, he's not going to forget where they are. I was talking to somebody here sometime back. They were talking about Memorial Day, and they said, I don't even, I couldn't even find where my daddy and mama's buried. God knows where they are. You can forget it, you can forget it, but God knows where they are. God's going to know. God's going to know where Job is. God's going to. God's going to know where Noah is. God's going to know where all those patriarchs are. Abraham, all of them. He's going to know where they are. He knows exactly where they're buried today. Where they are. You know, I, I don't care if you're if you're buried in the ground in a mausoleum like Ron and I'll be buried in. Well, the only reason we're going to be buried in it is because it was practically given to us. But God knows where you are. God's not going to forget you, so don't you forget God. Don't you dare to forget God. Sad to say, many don't persevere. Many don't persevere. Some leave early after they say they are saved. And some many years after, I know, well, I have witnessed it. I've watched people go away from the Lord. 
even after they've been with the Lord many years, I've seen them go away from him. I don't understand it. I don't understand. I'll never understand it. It perplexes me to think that people would do that. But they do. They do. They go away from it. Now, I'm not saying they're lost. That's not for me to say that. Not for me to say that. But I tell you, Apostle Paul said it. Apostle Paul said it. If we don't persevere to the end, Apostle Paul just said, just, you know, we're not, he, he told a, he told the church at uh, Glacia, he said, I'm, I'm afraid of you, some of you folks. So I'm afraid you don't have what you say you have. Sunday, Lord willing, we're going to commune around the Lord's table. This is a symbol that we stand with him and we can never fall as long as he lives. That's a symbol of it. You know, we're, we're going to honor someone today who is still who is alive. Christ is alive. Christ didn't stay in that grave. He came up out of it. He's alive today. He's alive. He's a mediator. He, he is interceding for every one of us here today that are saved. God doesn't forget about us. That binding, that binding that we have is, is always there. It will always be there. How many don't have the spiritual understanding to realize this great truth? There's a lot of people today don't have the spiritual understanding to realize this great truth. Just think about all those Armenians who never have the understanding of this great truth which binds all of us together. Oh, they'll tell you, I don't believe, I don't believe in, 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 in uh, election. I don't believe in predestination. I don't believe in, in all this. And they don't teach it either. And, and, and I, I say this, and I'll say this, it's not because some people go away from it. Sometimes it's because they haven't been taught. Once they get taught, they're going to stay with it. I believe that with all of my heart. The great apostle writes, while it is said today, while it is said today, when? Right now. Right now. While it is said today, not tomorrow or next week, but today. As he writes in verse 13, but exhort one another daily, while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through deceitfulness of sin. What will sin do to you? Sin will harden your heart. You won't know what you are or who you are. You know, you can go on and say, well, I'll, I'll be okay. I'm, I'm saved. I'll be okay. And then you go out and you sin, sin on top of sin. I made a statement here to Brother Apostle Paul. I said, Brother Apostle Paul, I hate to say this, but it's already too late for some in this day where they are already hardened by sin upon sin upon sin. Sin will harden you. Unbelief will harden you. Unbelief causes you to sin. And sin, oh, why, why should I believe that? You know, I can go do anything I want to do. Sin on top of sin. 
That'll harden your heart. That'll get you. That'll get you to where you don't know what you are, who you are, or you don't you don't care. You, you live your life and you do the best you can. I've heard too many people say, "Well, I do the best I can." Well, what is the best you can? There's no such thing. There's no such teaching in the Bible for you to do the best you can. No such teaching in the Bible. He further says, today, today, if ye will hear his voice, again, that still small voice, today, if ye will hear his voice again, I'm sorry, hear his voice, harden not your hearts as in the day of provocation. What happened to that bunch that died in the wilderness? Now you'll say, did they go to heaven? According, if you read the scriptures, they didn't. And the reason we know that is, is because the reason they were out there walking is because they refused to go into the promised land. Caleb and, a, and one more went into the promised land. They wouldn't go. And because of that, God said, you're not going to have any rest. Now, what does he mean by that? You're not going to have any rest. Let me tell you, folks, when, you, when, when, the, when, when the life goes out of this body, you, you better pray you'll have rest. Because the turmoil of hell is terrible. I've never seen it. I've never been there. But I've read enough about it. I've heard enough about it in the scriptures. The torments of hell are terrible. Constant falling. Now that's how I see it. Constant falling. Round and round. Constant falling. Never hitting the bottom. That's why it's called a bottomless pit. Never hitting the bottom. Constant falling. Constant falling. Gnashing of teeth. Weeping. Crying out. Oh, the cries of hell are terroristic. This is a message to you today, and I did something Kara did. I put in all capital letters. I normally don't use all capital letters, but I did this time. This is a message to you today. What is the day of provocation? That was a time when some six to possibly ten million Israelites hardened their hearts against Jehovah God and his servant Moses. They hardened their hearts against Jehovah God and the one that was leading them, Moses. And they did not enter into their land of rest they died in the they died in the wilderness without any remedy. God have mercy on this wicked generation. Oh God, let us see the truth today and realize we are His and He is ours. And let us keep that way, let us stay that way until the end. Let us stay that way to the end. I'm gonna close this message out.
and we're going to have a word of prayer, and I'm going to come down front. I need something I need to say to you before we go. Gracious Heavenly Father.